Good morning and welcome to the show. Today we're going to tackle the question, should you wait for weeks and months to get a response? That's a question on uh, that's a question from LinkedIn and the backdrop to it is that you spend a lot of time putting effort into writing up your proposals, your presentations, sending out invoices and then you wait for a very long time. So the question is, should you bother waiting for weeks or months to get a response? Now, for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you know that my answers are always qualified, so it depends. I'm not going to tell you a yes or a no, because the answer to this depends on a number of um, factors. Number one, it depends on the sales cycle. Now, what's a sales cycle? A sales cycle is the length of time it takes from your first hello, good morning, um, however it is you approach your customer, all the way up until um, they pay the uh, deposits or the full amounts to get the business done. Now the sales cycle is different according to the kind of sales situation that you're in. So these two things are related. The sales cycle and also the kind of sales situation or the sales context uh, that you're in. Because some industries, some services, some contexts, some situations have a short sales cycle and then some have a longer sales cycle. So if you're in one of those situations where um, it's a short sales cycle. Waiting for days or waiting for a week or two might not be a problem. But if it's something that has a long sales cycle, then waiting for two, three, four months, maybe even a year. Okay, maybe not a year because I think a year is too much. So waiting a couple of months um, for responses or follow-ups or things like that would make sense. So remember, one of the first things that it depends on is the sales cycle. And the sales cycle is the length of time between your first interaction with the potential customer up until the time that they drop the uh, deposit or the full payment. And then it also depends on the type of sales situation that you're in, whether it's a simple sales situation or a complex sales situation. If you've been listening to the podcast for the last uh, two years, then of course you're already familiar with what a si um, simple sales situation is and a complex sales situation is. But although I'm going to go over it briefly for those of us who are listening to the podcast for the very first time. Now my suggestion, when you're done with uh, this podcast, if this is your first time, use the search function in whatever podcast uh, player that you're using. That's the search within this podcast right now. And you'll be able to find older episodes if you just use the key terms, um, simple sales situation, complex sales situation. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention that today is also one of those fuel queue days. So I'm on the fuel queue. I'm out and about. So if you hear any noises, uh, it's from people haggling over who is supposed to be in line, who has caught in, uh, you know, things of that nature. And then I might have to stop, start and stop to uh, move the car from from time to time so that's where all the interruptions and the noises are going to be coming from although i've wound up the windows so the car noises should be uh, down to a minimum okay now back to where we were um okay yes so this is your uh, first time of listening to the show when you're done with this uh, use the search function search simple sales situation complex sales simple sales complex sales you get all the material that i've done um, over the last three years uh, getting close to I should reconfirm but I wouldn't be surprised I know for sure we're over 580 episodes that's for sure so there's a lot to go over I guess bottom line what I'm trying to say is that there are lots of resources over here on the podcast for simple and complex sales that you can refer to okay now what's a simple sales situation what's a complex sales um, situation let's give some examples so that we're not talking too theoretical so that the newbies understand um, exactly what it is that we are 
um, talking about. Now, a simple sales situation and is different from a complex sales situation by a number of factors. Now, there be there might be a lot more, uh, but since I'm riffing over here, you know, I might forget everything. That's why I say go uh, go over to older episodes where I have given the much more in-depth treatment. So, number one, the number of the parties that are involved in a simple sales scenario. We usually have just two people. There's the buyer, there's the seller. That's it. And then for complex sales, you usually have the seller on one end and you kind of have a committee of buyers on the other end. But basically, it's not just one person who's going to be saying the yes or the no to. The example that I like to give is buying a goosey in the market. When you're there in the market and you're buying a goosey, it's just two people. There's you and there's the woman who has the goosey. You either buy it or you don't. Like yesterday, my mother-in-law mother-in-law is currently with us um, because we had some uh, medical emergency so she's helping out in the house and then um, mother-in-law wants to go and buy some fish we get to the market mother-in-law is based in uh, lagos we live in abuja and then of course understandably prices of things are different and so uh, we're at the fish section because my mom my mother-in-law uh, my wife they really love fish as in they eat all kinds of fish um, those of you who been listening to podcasts for a while, you know that I can't stand fish. I don't eat any kind of fish. But, you know, my mother-in-law and uh, my wife, it's, it's their thing. So shrimps, uh, underwater snails, uh, okboroko, uh, dried fish, kwanla, all kinds of things. Things that look fresh, things look like they're going rotten. I remember once when uh, my mother-in-law um, took some catfish and she cracked it open and I thought I saw something like a maggot and I pointed it out to her and she said, oh, okay, uh, that's normal. And then she picked it up and then she paid for it. And I was like, what? Did she just buy fish that looks like it has maggots in it? You know, like dried fish. But anyway, I found out from another family member of mine who also likes dried fish that that is common and it's not a problem that you boil the fish and you eat it and it's not a problem. But anyway, that's for you fish guys too. Um, I am not amongst yourselves. So she's there and she's looking at the all the fish and everything. And she picks one and she's like, uh, how much is this? Um, and the lady said 4,000 naira. And she's like, what? 4,000 naira? Uh, my mother-in-law admitted later on that she knew that that kind of fish would be expensive anyway because it comes in from uh, Norway or the Netherlands or some other place like that. So it's one of those expensive type of fishes. I'm sorry I don't know the name if you're a fish lover, but I'm sure you can figure it out if you want to try out the fish. So she admitted that she knew it would be expensive. She just didn't think it was going to be 4,000 naira for, um, for a pack of them. And, um, you know, eventually the seller, her patients got tested and, you know, she was like, look, mommy, you're either going to buy or you're not going to buy. I've told you it's 4,000 naira. And then the woman just moved on. And of course, my mother-in-law didn't like that. But those are the kinds of liberties that you have when you're dealing with a simple sales situation. It's just you. And the other person, and you can say take it or leave it, because it's not just that it's two parties, but you're usually dealing with low-priced commodities, and so um, you know there's no need for any fine, sophisticated selling. So the woman who had the fish, there's no need for her to be fine or sophisticated about selling in those um, circumstances. Now, for instance, I, on the other hand, I'm a business consultant, uh, so. I have to be a little bit much more sophisticated so i'm sure you can tell that selling consultancy services or selling architecture services or selling wedding photography services is a little bit more complex than buying or selling a goosey in the market so i hope you guys are beginning to appreciate um, the difference so i have to be sophisticated and consultative when i'm dealing with people the woman in the market she doesn't have to look madam my fish is four thousand naira. if you're not going to buy Please step aside, let other people who are interested in this wonderful fish from Norway, let them come and buy. 
and well of course my mother-in-law bought because it's their thing so she not only bought that expensive fish she also bought okuroko and bought dried fish and bought the tiny fish and then the crayfish and then this fish and then that fish anyway bottom line is you guys know i'm not going to eat from that soup anyway so where was i i think i wasted too much time on that okay yes so the number of parties involved so simple sales scenario is just buyer and seller complex sales usually have a committee of people involved uh, the architect example that I just gave, you might be talking to your uh, potential customer, Madame Ogedengbe, over the factory design, but Madame Ogedengbe most likely has a business partner that she has to speak to. And since architectural services are import, uh, expensive and the buildings are going to be expensive and all that, she probably has to discuss with her spouse, maybe her children are also partly financing the project. So you can see that even though as the architect, it's just you and Madame Ogedengbe at the table now, it's reasonably expected that she's going to talk to her husband, her accountant, and then maybe be her kids who are co-investors in the project so in that case there's you on one end and then it looks like there's five or six people on the other end so that's how number of parties uh, plays into whether you have a simple or a complex um, sale uh, okay yeah, the nature of the product is the product uh, simple is it commodity is it a service um, how complex it is you know those sorts of questions so selling buying and selling a car that's relatively straightforward I go there I look at a couple of models I either like it or I don't I come back a couple of times but bottom line if I start looking at cars in January it you can expect that by February I've made up my mind on the other end if I run an airline that's a different thing buying planes the planes need to be financed we need to know about the models uh, I need to talk to my engineering department so I know my engineering my uh, is it technical technical and maintenance department uh, whether they know how to maintain uh, Boeing 747s or whatever other aircraft um, is there um, let's see what else oh, I would also have to last with um, industry industry um, stakeholders like the FAAN yeah that's the Federal Aviation Authority of Nigeria um, yeah so you can see that buying a car is a lot more straightforward buying a plane there are lots of people that need to uh, we need to talk to and that's because um, planes are infinitely much more complex and so you know they need more regulation more parties are involved uh, things like that so that's how the nature of the commodity the nature of the product or the service itself determines whether something is simple or complex so we've got number of parties we've got uh, what else number of parties uh, the type the nature of the product or the service itself is it simple or complex uh, there's one more that is important there are several others okay price uh, usually you find that complex sales situations are usually much more pricey so egusi uh, okay fish in the market straightforward four thousand do you have it don't you buy or leave but then uh, buying a car okay that's a little bit much more expensive we're now talking maybe four or five uh, million at the time of recording in nigeria depending on which kind of brand of toyota you want to buy and of course i'm not talking brand new i'm talking um uh, second hand or previously owned or previously cared for as some people like to say i think they're just trying to wind somebody just gassing people unnecessarily just call it like it is it's second hand stop saying previously loved or previously cared for where was i okay um Hmm, I've truly lost my train of thought on this one. Gosh, I really can't remember what it is that I was saying. I know it was tied into the... Oh yeah, price. Okay, yes. Uh-huh, so... Um, yeah, so the price of Igusi, very cheap. 
the price of a car, which is much more of a complex sales, uh, much more expensive. So that's how price ties into the whole thing. So you find that the more complex a thing is, the more uh, parties are involved you have to interact with, you find that the more expensive it is going to be. And in the relative sense, buying a car, uh, cheap. Buying airplanes, expensive. Okay, uh, Buying a handbag, cheap buying a house kind of expensive and okay well very expensive and you can see how it ties into the whole thing so buying a handbag simple sales scenario buying a house complex sales scenario um, in a relative sense then the final one is you will notice that the more simple sales scenarios where we're dealing with uh, cheap commodities people don't care about the relationship so the market woman told my mother-in-law that look mommy i've told you it's four thousand naira. if you're going to buy buy if you're not going to buy then just move on. Somebody else will buy. That's what happens in a complex sale. People, sorry, in a simple sale, people are not bothered about relationships. The complex sale, on the other hand, we have to be a little more, much more sophisticated. Uh, we have to use more finesse, and that's because these relationships are important. So back to the architect example. The architect can't just say, "Look, Madam Ogedengbe, you know, I've told you what I've told you. You know, uh, piss off. I'm leaving." You know, the guy, the architect has to be much more polite because even though he doesn't end up doing business with Madame Ogdenbe, he wants to have a good relationship with her because she might have some connects to one or two other people. And um, even though he doesn't get this job, he might be able to get another architecture gig through um, recommendations through her. And it's the same. The person who sells the car at some point can say, look, dude, you've come to my lot three times in the past two months you come and you test drive five cars each time you come but you haven't bought anything guy i beg i'm not i'm not doing business with you can you just you know go someplace else i'm tired i'm done but the person who sells medical equipment for instance or who sells um airplanes the airlines the person needs a little bit more finesse you try and nurture the relationship and try and figure out if this is going to be a profitable relationship because you might not supply the person's hospital with x-ray machines now or you might not supply this airline with airplanes now but hopefully you're trying to cultivate the kind of relationship where you're going to be able to um they're going to be able to refer you to other people that you can end up doing profitable business with so one moment i have to move the car okay now uh okay we've gotten close to 15 minutes so i think i might as well um uh wrap it up so how does all this relate to how long you wait whether you're waking weeks or whether you're waking waiting months if you are in a short sales cycle and if you are in a simple um, sales context then expect to wait for hours or maybe days or in some cases maybe even minutes so if you sell small shops it might make sense that somebody called you at 9 a.m. and then you're calling them back at 11 a.m. to follow up how far because it is just small chops you're selling bonds and chicken and stuff like that so they call at 9 you give them the quote it's 200 naira per plate they say they're going to have a um, hundred guests and they say um, let me think about it you know they're just trying to compare quotes you know no problem you ask if you can call them back they say okay you collect the phone number in that case it would make sense they called you at nine you can call them at 11 or 12 to say uh my guy how far are we doing this or not you know summary so that is a simple sales uh, scenario with a short sales cycle so expect to wait hours or minutes that is normal now if you are in a long sales cycle with a complex sales scenario Waiting for weeks and waiting for months is reasonable. If somebody is setting up a hospital 
and the person is looking at quotes to buy an x-ray machine the person is not going to get back to you today these things cost millions of naira tens of millions of naira people don't have cash you just throw around like that on such big decisions the person is not just talking to you uh, the sales rep from Phyllis and Phillips. The person is also talking to uh, sales reps from, um, uh, gosh, what's that other company called? The American company, Edison, General Electric, uh, what else? And all the other different um, companies because the person wants to make a good decision. So in this case, waiting for weeks is not out of the question. So if you call the person up today, um, you guys have had a couple of meetings. It might not be out of place to wait two weeks before you call the uh, person back to follow up to say how far or whatever is the next step in your process because this is a uh, complex sales scenario. It's a long sales cycle. Nobody's making that decision today. So if you call today and you call again in three weeks, that's okay. That's normal. In this case, if you speak to the person at nine and then you call them back at 12 and then you call them back at three, by the time you call, you try calling them back at 6, they would have blocked you, I guarantee you, because nobody has time for all that crap. You know, They're trying to set up a hospital, it's expensive, you're becoming a pest, they'll just block you. That's what the average Nigerian will do, because they're nice, they don't want to be rude, they don't want to tell you the F off. So, those are the things that determine how long it is that you're going to wait, whether for weeks, or for months, or for minutes. So, if you want to know what's realistic, given the situation that you're in, then... Um, you have some soul searching to do or rather some research to do so try and figure out what kind of uh, sales cycle are you in what kind of sales situation or sales complex are you in is it simple is it complex these are the questions i need to be asking and this is where and why i recommend that we also speak to our older colleagues in the business because they are the ones that'll be able to tell you like hey do as in you know slow down uh, you know you want to make this money but you're moving too fast this is how things work in this industry it's not sharp 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 like that you know for architecture uh, it's expensive especially when you're dealing with um, high net worth individuals this is how you do it this is how you do it so just relax you don't call this woman on monday and then you call her back on tuesday you come across as you know desperate you know as if you're hungry and these people don't like dealing with boys that are hungry so just relax you know yourself have some respect form small you call down monday abby relax give her two or three weeks and call her again and see how far so that's why it's good to um, speak to people who are much more knowledgeable in the field they're able to give you uh, much more realistic expectations how to go about stuff so so long as you ask yourself all these questions you're going to have a realistic sense of um, how quickly to expect responses from people after you send them um, the proposal the presentation the offer the invoice um, the whatever it is now there's one more factor that i would have loved us to tackle but we're already over uh, 18 minutes now and that's on whether you have a continuation or an advancement but that one is going to take a lot of um some more time to explain so i think i'll just shelve that for tomorrow so you can say that this is uh, part a or part one of dealing with how long do i have to wait whether for weeks or for months to get a response so for uh tomorrow we'll get into part two so thanks for your time and attention looks like the queue is moving so i might as well wrap up this recording and uh, i'll see you guys tomorrow <laughs>